podcast land. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Today, as we continue our journey on self-control, we will find ourselves in the second book of Timothy, the third chapter, verses one through five. The New American Standard Bible reads, But realize this, that in the last days difficult times will come, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, slanderers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding on, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power, avoid such people as these. The English Standard Version reads, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. Based on these verses, I say that we're in the last days, wouldn't you? The reality, though, is once Jesus left, the last days began. So we've been in the last days for a long, long time. Throughout history, you can see a steady decline in the world, in general. However, with the advent of social media, everything is now at our fingertips. When each, when, with issues, you know, it used to be we were able to contain it somewhat, you know, to a certain group or, you know, kind of not withholding information, but parceling it out, I guess, so to speak, giving it to the people who needed or who had access to, and then at the appropriate time after it had been really vetted to allow the public to see. And on the surface, you know, people could say that we were trying to censor information back then. But there was something to be said about who could possess and know certain information at certain time, times. But now with the social media and the internet, all information is out there for everyone to see. And there's really too many voices out there to decipher what is true and what isn't true. And so while on the surface having information out there is good, underneath lies the wickedness that we talked about last um, episode, the wickedness that lies in high places, because you can start putting stuff out there for everyone to see that people don't need to see. And you know, you think about pornography, you think about misinformation, you think about abuses, all that stuff is now just at our fingertips which makes the world seem more brutal than what it was. The reality is, I believe, the world has always been like that. We just didn't necessarily have access to it, you know? Wickedness can exploit and distort information. And to me, these scriptures pretty much sum up what life 
looks like when you're out of self-control, when you have no self-control. Even though um, the world or the ter- the word or the term self-control isn't used in these verses, all three of the verses for me paint that picture of what it looks like, right, to be out of self-control. Today's lesson, I think, is going to be pretty hard because it's going to force us to take a good look in the mirror at who we are. Do you possess any of these behaviors in these scriptures? Ugh. This entire series on the fruit of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's what this series is about. But when we look at these scriptures, they highlight the opposite, don't they? Arrogance, being ungrateful, unholy, unloving, disobedient children, reckless, proud. I mean, these are the exact opposite of the fruit of the Spirit. This is what we're not supposed to look like. This is what happens when we're not walking in the fruit of the Spirit. This is what being out of control looks like. Do we, in the body of Christ, possess any of these behaviors? And if we're honest with ourselves, we'd say yes. (laughs) Some might argue that there aren't many people in the body of Christ who have, you know, these behaviors, just maybe a few. But we serve a holy God, so a few would be too many. I want us to look at toward the end where it says that people will take up a form of godliness, right? So that means they're very much deceived in thinking that they're doing what God would have them to do. They're twisted in their thoughts. And I definitely see that today in the body of Christ. And it scares me. It scares me how people can twist God's word and make it so, just take it to the extreme or the opposite end of what the word really says. And if you, my dear podcast listener, aren't in your Bible, in prayer, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal what the word is saying to you, you can be easily swayed. I can be easily swayed. That's why um, Paul tells us that we should study to show ourselves approved. We need to be making sure that we're in the word of God and asking him to highlight, you know, verses and scriptures and things that we don't understand. And it is all right, you know, to listen to your pastor and maybe listen to a couple of um, televangelists. And I mean, you need to do the research. That's investigating the word of God. That's what we're supposed to do because we don't want to fall victim to thinking that we have a form of godliness and it really isn't godliness at all. Galatians 5 verses 22 through 23, our foundational scripture, that's what we're supposed to look like when we look at ourselves in the mirror. We're supposed to take on Christ's behavior. So now that you've looked in the mirror, now I want you to turn around and look within your circle of friends. Look even at your relatives them possess these behaviors notice that the last message in verse 5 ends with avoid them Hmm. avoid them why why should we avoid this type of person 
remember Jesus told us to love one another. He told us to love our neighbors as ourselves. So why should we avoid these people? I think it's almost two people this scripture could be speaking about. It's the unsaved, and then it's those that I just got through talking about. People who think that they're saved, but they're still walking in all of this. Avoid them. Because they don't know who Jesus is. They have taken on a form of godliness, but it is not godliness. So while God commands us to love them, he also wants us to draw a distinction between loving someone and helping them and praying for them versus bringing them into our inner circle and exposing them to the very heart of who we are to befriend them, so to speak. And I know you would think that you're allowing them to see Christ in you. It's just the dangerous thing is they just may pull you over to their way of thinking, their way of doing things. It's a fine line. We are never as mature in Christ as we think we are. And the devil is a schemer. (laughs) People who possess these types of behavior can really only be helped by God through the Holy Spirit. And we're not Holy Spirit juniors. (laughs) They can be very dangerous if you're not cautious. And the next thing you know, you find yourself mimicking them versus them emulating you. Also, think about it. Can you truly trust people who exhibit these behaviors? I don't think so. Who wants to be around people who you can't trust? The word of God tells us to be on guard because the enemy is seeking to pull us off track from the will that God has for us. Association with ungodly people, unholy people, is veering off the path God has for us. And I know it's harder if it's the family member, you know. But you can you can see Cousin Ray Ray during Christmas time, right? Get caught up in what's been going on in his life. You let him know what's going on in your your life, give him a hug and a kiss on the cheek and say bye-bye until next Christmas. <laughs> Do not allow the enemy to beat you up saying that you aren't being a Christian, you know, and try to give you negative thoughts because you aren't associated with people who you know that the Holy Spirit has already told you to distance yourself from. When you hear you hear the enemy trying to beat you up about that, you just go back to the scripture and you quote that to him and he'll shut right on up. Another reason why you want to avoid them is because of what we learned in the last episode. Remember that even though we walk in self-control, we need help. We need encouragement. We need God's help and we need the encouragement of other people. (laughs) These people aren't going to help you walk in self-control. They're going to do the opposite. Now, here's a hard question. A hard scenario. What do you do if it's the loved one that you're taking care of that exhibits these behaviors? Hard, right? We have to go back to God has a master plan. And some of you may know uh, Joyce Meyer. She's a uh, prominent televangelist here in the United States. And, you know, some people like her, some people don't. You know, it's neither here nor there. But her testimony is that she was abused by her father sexually abused by her father for many many years and so of course it's understandable that once she got of legal age 18 she left home like bye-bye but then God started working in her life and 
you know, things happen many years later, the Holy Spirit tells her (laughs) to take both of her parents in. And she pushed back. And it's understandable why she would. This is the man who abused me. My mother didn't do anything about it. And you want me to take them in. Like, seriously, God? Seriously. And God was like, yeah, seriously. And her husband, a God-fearing man, he was like, well, if that's what God is telling you to do, then we have to do it. And so they did. I think she said they bought him a house or whatever, whatever. And I don't know the timeline. It wasn't like, you know, within a year. But by her act of obedience and her taking care of them, you know, seeing that their needs were met, it's not like she was over there every day doting on them. She set everything up for them. She'd go visit, whatnot still had a relationship but she kept her distance so to speak that intimacy was gone her mother came to know Christ her dad came to know Christ and apologized for what he had done to her right so the takeaway is if God has told you to take care of your loved one and you clearly know it's from him then that's what you do You continue to build on that trust that God has told you to take care of your loved one. Because sooner or later, God's master plan is going to come into effect and your loved one will, I don't know, come to the Lord, repent, apologize. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe he doesn't. Maybe God just wants to test your obedience in him. You never know. My whole thing is, if God has told you to take care of that person, you take care of that person, but you limit your emotional connection, so to speak, not allowing them to hurt you anymore. And And ask God to help you forgive them, and you do the task that God has had, that called you to do in caring for them. That was hard, wasn't it? It can be hard to um, look at the people in our life and see that they 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 really aren't helping you, that they're more hindering you, or that they um, their stuff, the baggage that they have carry can can affect you, and so it's hard for you to distance yourself from them because we don't want them to affect our life and our walk with God. We want it to be the opposite, but we have to be careful but of course in everything in everything 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 I want you to pray about it and ask God to guide you for your next steps hearts and minds clear let's go before the throne good holy and gracious God we come thanking you thanking you for putting your word before us that's very real that shows us what not to do as well as what to do how to behave, and how not to behave. Being your daughters and sons isn't easy living in this world. Yet you have given us an example on how to do that, which is our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you've given us your Holy Spirit, which will guide us into making right choices. But for some reason, Lord, you still leave it up to us. Help us to make the right choice. Help us to put our faith and our trust in you today lord we ask that you show us who we are point out those areas that are ungodly in our lives so that we can surrender them to you show us the people who are in our lives who you've not ordained 
and that it may be the, or maybe you did only for a season and now it's, the season is up and we need to part ways bless the caregivers who are listening Lord who are taking care of people who are like this speak very clearly to them so that they can hear you so that they know what it is that they are to do form a hedge of protection around them help them to know that you are loved and continue to give us the grace of putting one foot in front of the other as we continue to learn how to walk in self-control we love you and we praise you and we thank you in jesus name amen until we meet again go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of jesus bye Thank you.